Hey guys, so as you may already know, I started a YouTube channel. It's called Salt and Light Uche. And actually, I recorded this episode for YouTube. So it was a YouTube video that I extracted the audio from, you know, to upload also on the podcast. So don't be surprised if you hear video here and there on the episode. That's the reason. So please enjoy the episode and kindly also watch the video on YouTube. Um, like my video, subscribe as well, and also share with um, anyone who you think will be blessed as well from, from watching. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this. Welcome back to my channel. If this is your first time here, welcome. Please do well to subscribe, and yes, I would really appreciate that. The title of this video is what matters most in life. This is a very crucial question and you may have asked yourself at some point. If you haven't, I think that you should because if we don't ask this question, we may end up chasing after every other thing and leaving out what's truly important. And so my goal in this video is to answer this question for you and you know draw your focus to that which is most important in life the book of ecclesiastes teaches us that all is vanity the wealth in this life you know riches um fame power all is vanity and if you look at who wrote this book you know you would actually listen when he says this the writer is king solomon and king solomon is known to be arguably the richest person to have ever lived on earth he was rich in in gold you know mineral resources he was rich in wives he had an abundance of them he was a powerful king you know and People used to come even to visit his, his palace because of how beautiful it was. You know, so he had all these things in abundance, yet made this statement that all is vanity. We don't even have to look that far, you know, when we consider this statement. When we look at our current, our present world, don't we see that being the truth? You know, when we see people who have all these things in abundance take their lives, doesn't it speak to the fact that all is vanity? When we see people who have all these things in abundance, who are so rich, who are so famous, who are so powerful, you know, still living depressed, you know, mental illness, and all these things, doesn't that speak to the fact that truly all is vanity? I think it does. But the question now is why? Why is this so? Why is it that people can be so rich in all these things? People can, can be wealthy and still be depressed. Why? Why is that? The answer is that God who created all these things, God who, has, um, who made all these things, did not intend for them to be the ultimate source of our satisfaction. Now you may ask, what then does God intend for us to be 
fully satisfied by himself. God intends for himself, for him to be our ultimate source of satisfaction. How do I know that? Psalms chapter 16 verse 11 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is the psalmist speaking of God's presence. Being a place of fullness of joy and a place of pleasures forevermore. Aren't these things what we are truly seeking? Fullness of joy, pleasures. When we seek for money, isn't that what we, what we truly want? You know, what we can use that money to get that will give us joy. Or what we can use that money to get to give us comfort or pleasure. Isn't that what we're truly seeking? Even when we seek power, even when we seek fame, you know, something that makes us feel good, something that makes us satisfied in ourselves. Isn't that what we're seeking? But God is saying this, you know, about his presence through the psalmist, that in his presence we have joy, fully, and pleasures forevermore. So what does this mean? That God's presence, you know, that intimacy with God is the most important thing in life. That's what will truly give us satisfaction. And if there's anything that we should chase after, you know, the first, the primary should be God's presence, intimacy with God. You know? And the thing is that these things that we worry about, it's not that God does not have them in his plan for us. God cares for us even to the basic things of our life, like what we will eat or drink. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus was teaching from verse 25 to 34. It says here, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus is teaching us here that we need not worry about even the basic things 
like what we will eat or drink. Because God will provide all these things for us. God who provides for the birds. They, they do not sow, yet they have food to eat. You know, the lilies, they do not take care of themselves, but God does that and they look so beautiful. Right? So how much more we who God created in his own image and after his likeness, how much more us? You know, Jesus is saying that the most important thing, verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You know, that's, that should be our priority. We should seek first God's kingdom and be sure, you know, and have rest. Not, we need not be anxious then, you know, because God will provide all these things for us. Right? And Jesus taught this, you know, even when you read earlier verses of chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 21 says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up treasures, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Jesus is teaching us here that we should lay up treasures in heaven, you know, not on earth. Laying up treasures on, on earth means just being earth-focused. You know, what, what, I'm, what, what will I eat? What will I drink? And that's it. Once I can, you know, make ends meet for myself. Or once I can fulfill my, my, my heart's desires and all that, then I'm satisfied. Jesus is saying that's not what we should do. Rather... We should lay up treasures for ourselves in heaven where neither moth nor rust will destroy. Because whatever you lay up for yourself on earth here is going to be destroyed. If you build mansions for yourself, the earth is going to be destroyed at some point. You know? And then what happens to your wealth? And then even you are going to die. Even you are going to die. You know? So what happens to all the things that, all the wealth that you amassed? For yourself you know I remember reading the book of Ecclesiastes and King Solomon was complaining about the fact that when you even toil and raise and make make money for yourself and even you know amass wealth build properties and stuff you die and then someone else you know takes your place to enjoy all that you labored for you know so that itself is, is vanity because if that's your only focus, right, when you lose it, what happens? But when you lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, meaning that you are kingdom focused, you're focused on the kingdom of God, you're working with God to build his kingdom, you know, even if this world passes away, God is going to take you to where he is you know and is there anything better than that however beautiful your mansions are they are nothing compared to the mansions God has prepared for you in heaven 
you know, and God prepares that for those who work with him, you know, to build his kingdom. So that's why it's wiser, you know, Jesus is teaching us here wisdom to build for ourselves treasures in heaven, to work for God's kingdom while on earth here and lay up our treasures in heaven as opposed to laying up treasures being earth focused and um, not heaven focused right Jesus even teaches us in, our, in his model for prayer what we call our, our Lord's prayer he begins with our father who art in heaven acknowledging God you know hallowed be your name you know praising him your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is how Jesus teaches us to pray. To ask for God's kingdom to come first. Even before saying, give us today our daily bread. You know, Jesus teaches us to seek God's kingdom first. Even before our daily bread. Because why would we even need to ask for daily bread? It's because God's kingdom has not come. And if God's kingdom come, comes, then there will be no need for us to ask for daily bread because it, it will be there in abundance. We, we only seek for it now because God's kingdom has not come. And so our primary focus should be that God's kingdom come. And this is how Jesus teaches us to pray. But Jesus was not all about the talk. He also walked it. You know, in his life, his life was all about the Father, all about the kingdom. He was about the father's business even from the from a tender age you know Luke chapter 2 verse 49 says and he said to them why are you looking for me did you not know that I must be in my father's house this is Jesus speaking to his parents Mary, Mary and Joseph that don't they know that he should be in his father's house when they came to look for him and only when they were looking for him around and then found him in the temple he expected that they know that they know that he would be in his father's house, so he was always he was always going to the temple learning. He he sought to know God. He sought to know the Father from a tender age, and this is how Jesus was. And throughout his life, he was about the Father's business. You know, he went about doing the work that the Father sent him. To all the way until he died which was also part of his mission everything Jesus did was kingdom oriented he never did anything that wasn't kingdom oriented Jesus wouldn't waste his time for such right he also spent his time in prayer he was a very prayerful person Matthew chapter 14 verse 23 and after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Jesus always prayed, you know, even in the busyness of his schedule, even while doing ministry, while healing the sick, while teaching and everything, he still always found time to pray. He still always found time to pray. Sometimes he would even sneak out, you know, just to have that fellowship with the Father just to remain intimate with the Father. Because he knew this secret, that in the Father's presence, he would receive joy and he would receive pleasures. He knew that secret very well. 
and that's why he never took it for granted. You know, his intimacy with God also made him to overcome the temptations that came his way. You know, even when the devil tempted him, the devil tempted him with, with bread, they tempted him with, you know, the, the wealth in the world. They would have tempted him with those things. But Jesus knew also that these things are vanity. That they amount to nothing. That the kingdom of God is what matters the most in his life. And that he wouldn't exchange it for anything else. And that's why he didn't take that step. Because he knew it. Right? And he was obedient even unto death. Matthew chapter 26, verse 42. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. This was a prayer of surrender. Jesus surrendered to the will of the father. He was obedient even unto death. He knew that this was part of the father's will for him. And though it was difficult because he was human, though it was difficult, though he knew that the pain he would go through would be excruciating, you know, the pain of his passion to the cross, he knew it, he could see it, but he willingly surrendered to the will of the Father because he was kingdom focused, because he saw the bigger picture. He saw that when he did this, humanity would be saved. You know, the sin that our, our forefather, Adam, brought into us, he would take it away with his blood. He knew it, and that's why he did it. Jesus was always kingdom-oriented. No wonder he lived the most fulfilling and impactful life. I mean, no one can argue that. An impact that even 2,000 years later, globally, it's still felt. You know? And it's an everlasting impact because even as time passes, it continues. That one sacrifice which he did for eternity remains relevant. And useful you know because Jesus was kingdom oriented he was sold out to, the, to doing the will of God and this is a life that he calls us he calls you and I to, to live a life that's totally sold out to the kingdom of God and he says this is the life that will give us satisfaction this is the life that will give us fulfillment you know a life of intimacy with God that's where we get our joy and our pleasure. That we, that we know that we're doing His work. We're blessing people. You know, we're working hand in hand with Him for His kingdom to come. That will give us ultimate satisfaction. That will give us ultimate fulfillment. Nothing else can. I assure you, nothing else can. No amount of money can do this. No amount of fame can do this. No amount of, of power can do this. And there's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with those things.
but we have to make sure that we set priorities right. Seek the kingdom first, and all these things will be added. If God cares so much about our basic needs, He definitely cares about 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 all the things that we might crave. He definitely cares about about those things that we might crave, whether it's fame, whether it's money, whether it's a, a marriage, whatever it is. He definitely cares about those things also. He just wants us to, to set our priorities right. His kingdom first. And when he gives us those other things, he gives us to the degree that we use them for his kingdom. You know, he will give you so much money, you know, as long as you're using it for his kingdom. So much money that you can, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of, and take care of people, other people even far beyond your, your reach. You know, it will give you relevance, global relevance, if that's what you crave, as long as you use that for his kingdom. So I would also like to add that you shouldn't let the devil deceive you into thinking that God does not want you to be rich or whatever, that you have to be broke to serve God. It's a big, big lie. It's a big lie. God also has that in, in, in his plan for you, you know, to make you rich. The earth is the Lord's and its fullness thereof. God has all those things in abundance and he's ready to give it to his children. But we have to set our priorities right. And, you know, like I said, he'll give it to us to the degree that who use it for his kingdom you know so yeah this is my little encouragement for you I really hope that you're blessed as much as I speak to you I also speak to myself in this I lear I'm, tr I'm learning a lot um, from these um, verses that I have read and I'm also trying in my daily life to seek God's kingdom first and truly, truly, it's been satisfying. Truly, truly, it's been satisfying. I mean, I'm, I'm only just beginning, but I know that this is a secret. I'm confident that this is a secret, and I only trust God's grace, you know, to guide me and to help me because it's only His grace that can sustain us, right? Thank you very much for watching this video. If you're blessed and feel encouraged, please like it, and also share with other people who might need to hear this also. And please do well to subscribe as well. That would be very kind of you. Thank you very much. And may God bless you. In Jesus' name.